Hi, and welcome back to Reflect Forward. I'm your host, Carrie Siggins, and I'm so happy you are here today. Today is another advice from a CEO, and we're going to talk about intuitive decision making. So everybody, I think, has said, oh, I have a gut feeling about this. I want to use my gut to make this decision. And sometimes this is really accepted, and a lot of times people say, oh, you should never make a, a decision based on your gut. And I think that the best decisions are made when you use both your conscious mind and your subconscious mind, your rational decision-making and your intuitive decision-making to think through and, and make choices, make trade-offs and ultimately make a decision. And I know not everybody might agree with me on this, but it certainly has worked for me. And I know lots of people are like, Ugh, I always make better decisions when I listen to my gut. So I wanted to talk about this today because with the state of the world going on right now, as leaders, we are constantly having to make decisions with unknown outcomes. There's so much volatility in the world right now that it's hard to say this is the right thing. I know this very well as we're looking to really grow Stone Age aggressively and we're looking at various growth uh, strategies such as acquisitions and making various investments. And with the world being on the brink of World War III, it's like, oh, do I want to do this? Do I hunker down and make sure that I protect everything that we have right now? Or do we go for it? Inflation, right? Cash is king in inflation. Uh, being really conservative with how you use your cash is important inflationary times. But there's also really good deals to be had because people are scared. People are looking to exit their businesses, things like that. So I've been trying to think about the decisions that I have to make um, through the lens of rational decision-making and what does my gut tell me? And so I wanted to talk a little bit about that today because I'm sure that you are faced with the, that quite often. And I just would like to talk through how I think through it in hopes that maybe it helps you. So first of all, let's talk about what intuitive decision-making is or what intuition is. So psychologists define intuition as the immediate understanding, knowledge, or awareness derived from neither perception nor reasoning. It's an automatic effortless feeling that often motivates us to act, says, oh, this is what we should do, or, I don't know, makes us a little bit nervous, right? I have that pit in my stomach right now, right? That's intuition. But we don't necessarily know where it comes from. It feels like it's just sparked right then and there. And this is really our subconscious mind. So we know that there are two parts of the mind, right? Subconscious and, um, and conscious. The conscious mind is where we make rational decisions. It's where we pull from, pull information and data and logically go through the steps of decision-making where intuition is all about our subconscious. When we are making intuitive decisions, we're really relying on that subconscious mind. Now, the subconscious mind is, is, isn't pulling things randomly, right? Your gut isn't pulling things randomly. Your intuition is based on something. Um, although my a lot of people might think it's like woo-woo spiritual stuff, it's not. It's actually pulling on what our brains are processing. So our brains are powerful information processing machines. And as we go through life and have experiences, we store this information in our subconscious and we use it for future decision-making. We just might not necessarily know this. So we access this information when our brains need it most. Oh, I have to make a snap decision. 
And we do that because the brain is filing all this information in pattern schemes. So really it's like, oh, I saw this, I saw this, I saw this, let's make a pattern of it. Now it doesn't mean that our brains are properly patternizing. I don't know if that's a word, I just made it up. Uh, properly patternizing this information, but that's ultimately what it's doing. And so then when we need to make a decision and we want to draw from our subconscious mind, it's really our mind giving us this pattern recognition, pulling from past experiences, knowledge, memories, so that we can uh, use that to make better decisions. And that's where that gut feeling comes. So I would argue that when you're making a gut decisions, it's not just based on feeling or emotion or something that you pull out of the air. It's really based on the logic that's created from your past experiences. You just don't realize it in the moment, which is why you're feeling like, I'm making a gut decision. So if you're like me, your gut shares just as much information with you as your rational mind does. And these feelings show up like, oh, I just know that this is the right decision. My gut's telling me this, or my heart is telling me this, or I have a pit in my feeling over this decision. Those are all your gut talking to you. That's your intuition. That's your subconscious mind. So how do you tap into your gut to make these decisions to your own intuition and use it to help you make better decisions? So this is how I do it. First, when I feel very strongly about something in my gut, I get really curious about where those feelings are coming from. Is this my head? Is this is my this my heart? Where is this feeling coming from? Why am I feeling this way? Is it triggering something in me? Putting labels on emotions helps you be able to better understand where they're coming from and process them and use it to make better decisions rather than just going, oh, I just feel this way, I don't know why and then going forward with a decision or uh, a non-decision, which is ultimately a decision anyway. So I ask myself a lot of questions about where this is coming from. I slow my breath down and I just ask, okay, tell me, how is this showing up for me? And that allows me to, to do step two, draw from past experiences. So this is where that pattern recognition come, comes into play. So for example, I'm getting ready to make some decisions on acquiring companies and it's a really tough decision to make. Do I invest now? Do I conserve cash? Is the war going to escalate and cause uh, a recession that affects my industry or is it not? And there's a lot of rational decision making that goes into it. But a lot of times it's also what your gut is telling you. And I did this back in 2020 when we were looking at acquiring breadware right at the beginning of the pandemic. And I really had to go through this whole process of what's the best decision for us. And I made this the decision to go ahead and invest despite the fact that sales were down and we were going into a recession due to the pandemic. And so as I'm making this current decision about what to do, I'm pulling from those past experiences. Okay. When I made a big move, um, a bold move, what did I do? What kind of thought process did I go through? What kind of data did I require? What kind of scenario planning? What was my contingency plan? What did my gut tell me? And so drawing from these past experiences and analyzing what the result was is helpful when you're trying to make these decisions. So think about things about, all right, when I was faced with something like this before, what happened? What kind of decision did I make? And what was the outcome? Would I, would, would I have I done something differently uh, based on the outcome and based on you know hindsight, what I know now? 
And so that can help you really tune into that gut feeling of like, okay, is this the right decision? Is it not? And use it to help you influence better decision-making. The third thing I do when I have a gut feeling, I need to make a decision based on it, is I anticipate the outcomes. I think this is really helpful. So if I do this, this is what could potentially happen, both positive and negative. If I make this decision, this is what could potentially happen. There's a million different outcomes that can happen from a decision, and we're never going to be sure what those outcomes are. And usually they're they're going to be you know somewhat wrong from what we anticipated just because we're not good guessers. We don't know how to hypothesize exactly how something is going to turn out. We can't control every single aspect to orchestrate the outcome that we want. But it's good to be able to anticipate, if I make this decision, this is what's going to happen. So you can still tap into the pattern recognition of what your gut's telling you, but you can use your rational mind to think through the different scenarios to help you make a better decision. So this last point that I want to make comes from Melody Wilding. She wrote a book called Trust Yourself. Uh, she was on my podcast last year. You should go back and listen to it. She's absolutely brilliant. And her whole premise is about how do you build confidence in yourself, especially if you're a highly sensitive person, so that you can make good decisions and, and create the outcomes you want and be successful. So she recommends when you're, when you're making a tough decision that is based somewhat on your gut intuition is to write it down on a piece of paper. So whatever you're struggling with, write it in a yes or no question, and then come back to it in a couple of days or a couple of hours, and then immediately circle the one that's right for you. So let's say that you want to quit your job and go after an entrepreneurial um, uh, endeavor. So write that down. If I go after this uh, entrepreneurial endeavor, Will I be happy? Yes or no? You know, will I be successful? Yes or no? Uh, and leave it there and then come back to it a couple of hours later, the next day, and then circle. Yes or no? That is really tapping into your gut and a way just to do the snap judgment test and, and not overthink it in the moment because boy, oh boy, are we good at overthinking these things. And then we tie ourselves up in a knot and then that leads us to the potential of making a bad decision. Uh, which could mean that we don't make a decision. And sometimes that leads us down a path that we don't want to go. So that's my advice on how to use your gut to make better decisions, combining your rational mind and your intuitive mind, your conscious and subconscious mind to make these decisions. So number one, be curious about the feeling, ask questions where it comes from, put labels on those emotions that you're feeling to help you process it draw on past experiences. So you use that pattern recognition that you've been creating and filing in your brain for your entire life. Anticipate the different outcomes. It's called scenario planning. Uh, it may seem like a tedious, boring task, but it's so important to help you make decisions and then do the snap judgment test. Should I make this decision? Yes or no. And come back to it later. Um, so hopefully that's helpful to you. It's what I do as I'm faced with really tough decisions uh, in these this crazy world, big, huge decisions that have, um, I don't know, lots of consequences, both positive and potentially negative based on the decisions that I make. Okay, so finally, I want to wrap up with my question of the week. And this comes from a friend of mine who is an amazing leader. And we were talking the other day and she says, Ugh, I have to have a hard conversation with one of my employees. What's one thing that I can do to ensure that I deliver it well? I just need one thing. 
And I appreciated that because boy, you can cram your brain full of, I need to do X, Y, Z to uh, make this happen. And when you're nervous, sometimes that's not what your brain needs. You just need one thing to focus on. And so I told her that's easy. You need to think about the outcome that you want out of this conversation because that will help you structure everything that you say and how you respond or even potentially react when you're having that conversation. So if you have to deliver tough feedback to a person, you know, do you want that person to be successful? Do you want that person to be able to turn it around? Do you want that person to exit the company? And based on what you want that outcome to be, that's how you start to deliver the message. So, you know, in, the, in her case, she wanted to see a turnaround. She believed in this person and she wanted to see her be successful. So I said, all right, well then have that in mind. You might be very frustrated about what's going on, but if you want a positive outcome, then you need to reframe it. So think about that and how you would ask questions and how you would approach it. Outcome in mind. That's the first thing and most important thing when you go into any tough conversation is make sure that you know what outcome you want. And if you want the outcome to be something that is hurtful uh, or negative for the other person, then you're probably not in a good space to actually have the conversation. My best advice is to always look for a positive outcome, even if it means that you know someone's going to have to exit the company or be demoted or you know whatever a negative outcome might be it still can be approached in a positive way. Okay, that's my advice from a CEO today. I hope you enjoyed it. I look forward to hosting you next week with another great interview. Um, and as always, please like, subscribe, uh, and rate this video cast and podcast. Go to YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe. If you're listening to it, please go to my YouTube channel uh, where you can subscribe to this and watch the whole video um, in full. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. See you next week.